what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Exchange on the Mesh Podcast Network, a monthly conversation about startups and small business with ideas, tools, and advice to operate your business more effectively. Happy New Year's to all of our listeners. On today's show, it's our annual I'm Going to Get More Productive This Year show with our returning friend and guest star, Todd Lydon, who is director of the Small Business Center at Bladen Community College in Eastern North Carolina. Todd's going to be sharing his updated and new top productivity tools for small business list so you can be operating more efficiently this year. My co-host Gary Muller and I will again be sharing our top reasons for avoiding exercise this year. So you can look That's, forward to that I'm as well. I'm an expert at that. Uh, we'll also have our Small Business of the Month feature where we'll recommend some interesting businesses that you should be checking out. My name is Jeff Newville. I'm your co-host. I'm director of the Small Business Center at Caw Valley Community College. Actually, I'm not. I'm reading an old script. Who gave me this script? I'm <laughs> well, now, you can be that if you'd like. I'm now director of the Manufacturing Solutions Center in Conover, North Carolina. It is 2023 today, it is isn't 2023. It? All right. I'm joined by my co-host, Gary Muller, who is executive dean of the Economic Development and Corporate Education at Godot Valley Community College. I don't know if I said that right. Did I get that right? You got that right. You've really right. done well with that. All right, Gary. How are you doing? Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. Doing well. We had a great Christmas. Hope you did. I look into 2023 with a lot of optimism. Well, good. And I'm going to get more efficient after today's podcast. So. Well, I, I hope that you are. I I, uh, I need to. And I'm, <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. And you know, uh, uh, had a good holiday as well. Our our daughter got to bring her new puppy home uh, to visit with Fantastic. us. Fantastic! What kind? It's some sort of yappy terrier type kind okay. uh, that uh, really didn't get along with uh, my dog too well, who's an only <laughs> child dog and very territorial. But other than that, we had a good holiday. Good deal. So anyway, but I'm very happy because my friend and our guest Todd Lydon is with us. Todd, how are you doing? I do well. It's a good New Year. Well, welcome. Welcome. We we hope that you had a, a good holiday, and we we hope that you'll have a prosperous twenty twenty three. And and we appreciate you coming back to our our podcast. Well, I appreciate the invite. Once I got the invite, I was like, okay, well, I've got to up the game this year because it's going into a, a brand new year. We gotta we gotta make sure we're doing the new and different. Well, and. You and and just background on Todd. He is uh, a, he is a small business center director, and uh, his uh, he he works with folks who are starting businesses, existing businesses, to help them grow and thrive and survive. Uh, he's also uh, a regional director where he provides support and assistance to seven additional small business centers. So. Uh, uh, Todd does some very good work, and um, he's a busy fellow. He is, and and in my experience, he more than most people I know stays very up to date with the technology and how it might uh, help businesses. And he always uh, seems brave enough to be one of those first adopters and try some new things. So uh, we're we're always happy to have Todd on to to see what he's getting into these days. So you know, some sometimes Todd, we've had like. You know, your top 10 apps, but, you know, I, we throw that out the window and, you know, we're going to give you the floor 
to sort of talk about uh, the, some of the productivity things that you've been working with and, you know, and don't know if you might have any surprises for us, but you know what? We trust you. Oh, I don't know if it's a surprise or not, but I've been working on this because the most one of the more popular things I do in as presentation is tools and apps for small businesses, and I tr- I do try to stay ahead of the cusp. And, and thankfully, I mean, I, I've been a little bit ahead of what I wanted to talk about today. Um, and when you gave me the call, I was like, well, then I've got to. I'd already been doing this work for my presentation going into the new year, but this really forced me over the holidays in particular to kind of coalesce this into something that was usable um, for you all. And I wanted to talk, you've probably seen all this stuff with chat GPT. You know, where we live, we don't really get that stuff. You know, we're still reading <laughs> newspapers and magazines here. So, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, you know, you, so you know, you know, you're, you're going to have to explain. Well, you've probably seen artificial intelligence, jet, chat gpt is out and it's you know the the latest version had gone out um towards the end of last year and everybody got on board with this idea of now using and in essence the the chat gpt was just using open ai's ai modeling system to do um you know a a generated generative uh discussion of what you were looking for um, so you could ask it. And the way I kind of explain this to some people is just think of it as, you know, we used to, when we were talking about like Uber was, everybody was doing the Uber model as a thing. This is really just text to blank, whatever you can just verbalize, um, whether it's written or literally spoken as something that can be generated elsewhere um, and let the AI more or less do the automated work for that. So we're all going to become pretty redundant here pretty soon um you know let let the computers officially take over and what most folks have to realize is that this is um ai as a subscription um the open ai is great it's it is but if you look at their pricing structure there you do have to pay for it and that's what most people forget is that while the computer does the work um to have the capability does cost the you do have to have the functionality for it which is why for example when you look at most audio it doesn't cost as much because the 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 costing on doing any of the work for that is exponentially cheaper than the visual and video obviously because then you're adding in uh the the visual uh and then also the the motion, that kind of stuff. But it's amazing what you can do. So I wanted to talk about that today and some of the things that we're seeing that are some of the stuff that we we have talked about in the past. Like I think I've mentioned in the past, one of the biggest ones right out of the gate, and it's been around for a while, and it's one of the most useful ones um, considering when we were in COVID was Otter AI. And there's a ton of them out there that do what, what that always put itself out there as being a meeting assistant, which in essence was just doing voice um, to text, um, automated transcription as you go. And in most cases, you know, if you had a meeting that you recorded, like what we're doing here, you could then produce a transcript of it pretty quickly and easily. Um, and there are a lot of competitors in that space. That one was one that was well ahead of the curve because if you think about it, we've been helping Google, Amazon, all of these big companies with all of the the voice work we've been giving them for the past 15 years or so going, hey, Siri, hey, Alexa, hey, Google, 
we've been giving them the the data they needed to figure out how do we how do we take somebody asking for something and turning it into what they want, whether it's um, one of my favorite crazy uses that I'm really interested to see. I've sent it out to a couple of my attorney friends. Is the OpenAI actually has funded a legal assistant company called Harvey.ai that is going to, and there's a couple of the oddballs like that, that I'm really interested in seeing how that plays out because it's doing contract work and doing, cause I mean, if you think about it, any kind of standard document is easy to do a fill in the blank kind of thing. If you just said fill in for Jeff Newville as the client and what he wants for all of this paperwork and let it do all of the, you're not even literally, you're letting it all just fill in the blank, right? Are they, so, are they still going to charge me the same amount, or will they charge me more? <laughs> then that, that's the interesting thing. I think we have to think about it going forward. Is is that while it, in some respects, makes it easier for the provider, they still are paying for the computing. You know, so but it is taking probably somebody out of the equation again. You're automating somebody who is doing that. Um, and there's a couple of interesting options for that. Like I said, the Harvey AI was one that OpenAI is actually funding. But two that I'm I'm looking at, the first one was called DoNotPay.com, which basically is saying don't pay for someone to do these things for you, pay us in essence. But that's a legal one. And then the other one that's not off the ground yet, but it's it's in that ballpark that I'm, I'm going to be following is called LegalRobot.com. Um. So that'll, that should be interesting and to see how that plays with some of the ones that are out there that are already online, including like DocuSign and things like that. I think that's where you're going to start seeing some of these things plug into what folks are able to use is to take the AI and to supplement something that already exists. So, so from, from my small business perspective, are these things that I can use in lieu of a lawyer or are these things that are going to support, support lawyers? Or both? Both. I mean, it can, it can be both. I mean, depending on what type of businesses we're talking about. And that's where I was going to point out some of the uses for, um, like I said, that's where we're going with some of these. The obvious one that everybody's seen, and you've probably seen because they, they were able to quickly turn around um, the model, was doing the changed avatars for people. That if you just uploaded... Uh, 10 to 20 pictures of yourself, selfies, they would generate a interesting, unique, different um, uh, visual view um, based on a bunch of different, basically just filters and models and things they had. They were just plugging you into things. Um, and you saw a bunch of those turn around real quick at the end of the year because they were taking these different um, open AIs and different models, including a couple of ones we'll talk about for images in a second, and allowing people to do that. Now, you had to pay for it because to use the AI cost micropennies, but for every transaction, in essence, they were able to upsell you to go, okay, we'll, we'll give you 100 versions of this avatar. It only cost you 10 bucks. For them, it may have cost not even 50 cents to produce it. Yeah. Because they've already prepaid for the computing power. And uh, if you pay a little bit more, you can look like George Clooney or something like that. That's what I was wondering. I'm sure. I'm sure you can ask. You know, mm -hmm. let's like Jeff Newville actually looking. Oh, it's depending on what pictures we send in. Yeah, that's true. That's true. 
<laughs> well, that, and that's what you have to do. So for, for people who want to play around with that, and I've already seen some really interesting ways in which you can. I mean, first off, if you get into the NFT space or any creative space, this is really useful. So when, you're, when we're talking about social media marketing, anybody doing any sort of marketing, obviously, it's a huge uh, thing. You do have to be very careful with any of these, um, whether they're paid or not, to make sure you check the usage rights. Uh, because some of them don't, and obviously in most cases you are going to be paying for something in order to get the usage rights. Um, but one that I like because it allows you to play around in, in the almost literal playground of a couple of different AIs for images is called nightcafe.com. Um, it it allows you to play around with one of the big ones, which is called Dolly, D-A-L-L-E, which is really just the... OpenAI's version of the the well, it's it's one of the versions of OpenAI's um, uh, visual stuff, um, and it's great because you can go on there and, and put in you know if you got a request, and I did something interesting because I wanted to see as I do a presentation, um, AI replacing farmers. Um, so obviously in our area, there's. A, if you think about what what could be done using these types of tools for farm use in agricultural areas. So I put that in to see what kind of images I'd get out of it. And of course, most of them were robotic looking things standing over a field, that kind of stuff, but you'd get a multiple a variety of different looks and then you could go in and tweak them based on the prompts. But that's what one of the things that I think is going to become a job in the future in essence is how do you capitalize on the AI in a way and you're already seeing that work coming out of it is the prompting and the making the interfacing easier for people to actually produce what they're trying to produce. Okay. Um, the other one that's like that, and there's a couple of them that are off that beaten path a little bit. Um, one's called playgroundai.com. And I'll get you the list. I know you're going to, you, you want to get these out there, but I'll get you the list. He's writing hard. Right now. I see, I see that. Um, but, but that's another one where you can just put in the suggestion of what you're looking for and then produce something. Um, so I've had an idea forever and a day as a, as a business kind of idea. Cause you get this a lot with folks who want to get into t-shirts and clothing, apparel, those kind of things. And want to have something unique. If you think about it, you'd be able to produce something unique and different pretty quickly. Um, you know, if you pay for the licensing to have access and say, one of my favorite ideas was to to see if you couldn't get high schools to compete against each other to purchase a T-shirt that's unique to just their school mascot. You know, you'd have to have the school colors and whatever the mascot is, and then you could put it in. I've produced a couple of interesting ones that I thought were great that, that somebody would probably be interested in, in paying for because they were not something you'd probably seen before. Um, uh, another one that's that's an interesting one, that gets more. And again, this is some of the tools, especially for marketers and anybody who does any of the kind of work in the creative space. One's called topazlabs.com. They have three tools that you download um, using their interface that does really good work with cleaning up and fixing photos. So if you have a photo, it can, it allows you to do really high end stuff to fix those things using AI. Um, 
and and just so folks know, I mean, and this is how much the space is going to become more and more competitive. I'm sure Amazon's probably working on something, and Google's got one coming out. They just announced it this week called Muse that they've been working on. And of course, Google's got a bunch of different AI projects. Um, the one that I thought was interesting in this space was. Um, of course, right now you could pull out your phone and Google Lens can recognize almost anything. Somebody at Google had built one called, um, if you go to things-translator.appspot.com, it will pull it up and you can find out what something is by, and in essence, it's using the AI to link the visual recognition with the translator app that it already has. So it pulls it up and it recognizes, you know, this is a this is a cup, you know, and it now will tell you in Spanish what that is, et cetera, et cetera. So for somebody who's out and about, you know, you're now able to go and get immediate translation of items and things that you would not, other, not otherwise have. Without even have to type it in or anything like that. So there's some really unique – and what I'm trying to think of is – and I was working on this a little bit over the holiday. That – either assist you as you're going forward or assisting what you're doing now, or as you described, um, the people that you're working with, what they're doing with it. Um, because like, again, you could see how if you're paying a marketer and they're just using AI to produce a bunch of stuff, presumably you shouldn't be paying a crazy amount of money for it. Um, but that's just one of the things. And in, in that regard, text is the big, the other big one you've probably seen. Um, for this presentation, I threw it into chat GPT and had it produce for me an outline for a new, how do we use, what did I call it? Um, I had it produce for me, um, you know, and online tools and, and it produced a killer outline <laughs> for, for a presentation. Um, the ones that I've, play, I've played, I've been playing with, and I didn't realize that most of them are built on different AIs, is um, one of my favorites is called Quillbot. It's also called Paraphraser, quillbot.com. And it's got that where you can ask it to produce different things for you, putting in just the basic idea, and then it'll give you an outline or, or the, the, the gist of an article. Um, Along those same lines, one that I was, I was interested in seeing a guy, one of the things that folks are doing with ChatGPT and these other things is plugging it into the browser so that as you do a search, you can say, hey, I was looking for this, but I wanted it to do that. And one that I was playing with the other day was a, uh, it would do a summary of a YouTube video. So you wouldn't have to even watch the whole video. It would go in, pull the transcript, and then give you a summary of the transcript. One of the things I didn't understand, I still have to get an answer from, is I looked at that because this kid had created this, and it was a really neat thing. It did the plug-in, you put it on YouTube, and it would pull up the transcript and then pull out the, the summary. But if I asked ChatGPT for the summary of that exact same, and the example he used was Steve Jobs' 2005 Stanford commencement address, and it does this nice little summary, I had it do it. And it pulled the exact, not the exact same, it did a summary. It went, here's the, and it was, it was the summary. But I asked, well, where did you get this? Well, we don't pull, we, we don't search the internet and we don't have direct text. So I kept asking, trying to get an answer. How does this happen? 
I didn't get a good answer, so I'm still playing with that. But um, but these are some of the things you can do with this is the transcription, like I said, with Otter AI. Anything that goes voice to text and text to voice are obviously very interesting tools for productivity for us where you can easily dictate and or just say, hey, write me an introductory email to so-and-so with these parameters. And it'll, you know... So you know, you know, each of us has had dabbles in the uh, educational area, and, and dabbles you know, a good word. And uh, <laughs> you know, one of you know quickly what comes to my mind is, damn, why wasn't this available when I was a student? And and uh, you know, are they ever going to have to think or work again? I was Students. thinking about all the things <laughs> you were talking about, how much easier it will be in the future. Well, I mean, Although, uh, I got to be tech savvy, so it won't be easy for me because I won't be able to do it. <laughs> well, I mean, the nice thing is, is most of the people that you're talking about do have and do know that there are plagiarism detectors and anti-AI written detectors to make sure that it was a and you could throw those in. However, there is also the converse of that. And that's what that Quillbot and a couple of the other ones that I'll mention are actually pretty good at at saying, make this sound like a human. <laughs> you know, don't let this sound like it was written by a robot. Um, the other one I like, the two that I like that are in this space as well, is one is called Writer, R-Y-T-R dot me, Writer dot me. Of course, I got to be funny with it and give it the weird spelling. And then Copy dot A-I. Um, is another one that that does basic these types of writing, and like I said, most of it they have templates more or less baked in where you can just pull up. I want to do this. I want to do that, and it gives you the guidelines, and then you can start tweaking it down to what you need it for um, with the particular details. In a lot of cases, you're really just talking about kind of mad living your your documents. But in other cases, you know, especially when you start thinking about how this could be applied for something that's unique and different, you know, that's where it starts to become where creatives can actually do things with it that otherwise. So in that space, like music and audio is fun. Like I said, the audio is interesting because it doesn't take the processing power that video and, and visual takes. So it's a lot easier right now. So somebody would be able to get into creating music pretty quickly. Um, without any experience, without any anything. I mean, I've played with a few of them um, just just to see, and it's interesting that you can say, I want a song that sounds like it was written by this type or this band or that, and with these different parameters and get things that that sort of fit the bill. And it's it's amazing to think that that's where we're headed. So So you'll be able to write songs, or I could write songs, or Gary could write songs. It'd be crazy, maybe. I know, but I'm, I mean, you really have an an angelic voice, I and mean, it would be really good for you. <laughs> well, that's a I'm not allowed to life. sing in public. Yeah, anyway. that's for good reason. Well, and and then that's the other interesting thing when you look when you start getting into the video ones, and that's when you start getting into. We've talked in the past about some of the deep fake technology. That's in essence what we're talking about. That they're basically more or less just taking um, the visual. And then now the audio, and that's becoming the other scary part is that it is easy now with the AI to take snippets of someone's likeness and their voice and recreate them. I mean, you've seen that in the deepfake technology. Now you could think of it as if you 
if you had enough audio of a particular singer, it wouldn't be difficult then to then reproduce it saying, hey, make it sound like Freddie Mercury is singing Star Spangled Banner, you know, and it, it's potentially possible that if they could do something like that, if they had enough of the data. Wow. Okay. So, so what that means for, for business, I, I think it's kind of a scary thing that <laughs> when you, when you say, you know, what people can overpromise you that gets produced and making sure that as you produce these things, that you have the right to do them and use them. Like I said, that's the other important thing to keep in mind. Um, obviously, for customer service, we've had it for years. A couple of the ones that chatbots and different um, voice call and email recognition systems are already there. I mean, I was amazed the other day. I saw it. I did a search for a restaurant on Google a specific type of restaurant. And then at the bottom, it asked, do you want one nearby? You know, so it was, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it, they're even using it in those regards. So you have to make sure that um, what you're doing and you're putting out there matches these. I've been saying that to people too, for years, if, you, if you're not gearing it toward being found via the voice to, to text technology, you're kind of missing the boat because you have to use it based on what people are asking for. So, um, a couple of the other oddball ones, and I'll kind of wrap it up for you guys, is that um, there's this one that you might be interested in. It's like, and I've seen a couple of these. This is the one I played with the most. It's called validator.ai. It's like, give it a business idea and let it give you an idea if it works or not. And <laughs> And the nice thing is, is it's not going too in-depth depending on how much you ask it, but it will give you the basic, you know, something, you know, where, where it, it almost puts us out of a job, at least in terms of the walk-in person. Um, well, don't, don't tell the other business counselors about this, Todd, and you, you'll, you'll be much more efficient than the rest right. of them. <laughs> much less stressed. Well, I try, I've, I've done a couple things where we've done find me a – a business plan or an outline for different types of businesses mm -hmm. and you easily find it. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> Validator.ai. Okay. It's yeah, it's scary. So I like to give you these things where you can find all of this stuff and start doing that. And that's, that's one of the key things I think will help folks. There are two that I've been playing with the most. Um, one is called futurepedia.io. Futurepedia.io. Mm-hmm which is actually a British company, but that's a really nice one that breaks things down and you can look at different uses of AI, a couple of things we've talked about already. And then AIToolsDirectory.com. Okay. And those are both really good for, if you're thinking about a lot of these different things, like what could you do? Um, so for example, like I mentioned that um, OpenAI had funded um, – Harvey, there's another one they call it's called Mem, which is more or less like some of these other um, uh, project management systems, but it's assisted with AI. And I think that's what you're going to start seeing is almost everything is going to start having some AI baked into it where it's going to start saying, I mean, we were already seeing it with most of the calendar systems, email systems, where It'll say, did you really want to send this? Did you really want to do this? Um, 
you know, you got a conflict. Do you want to reschedule it? Mm-hmm. You know, and it'll start automating some of those processes. You'll find those baked in, and I think we're going to see a lot more of that going on. Um, but to find out how people can use it, like I said, I think in the creative space, there's some there's some opportunities. Like I said, for folks who want to think about, um, you know, what's something that other people are doing, and how can I tweak it and run with it, especially in the creative space. For example, and this is the one I loved playing with. If you go to um, What's this one called? Oh, AIRoomPlanner.com. And you could take a picture of a space, throw it into the AI, and it will give you, based on some of the parameters it's got baked into it, a different look of what the room could be. So it clears out everything and then puts stuff in. Well, I, I think we're fortunate that uh, Gary and I, our wives, don't listen to the podcast or else that would be... <laughs> Having to buy some additional furniture. Uh, I think so. I think so. (laughs) But that was a great one. And there's some other ones like that that I've seen that do that, where it can find the dimensions and then give you some suggestions. And I could see how that's going to be something where um, when we talk about what this will be useful for is if you have inventory that needs to be described for listings and then cataloged, this will start being able to do a lot of that, at least, you know, virtually, not, you know, although pull out your phone and scan. I mean, you're seeing that happening now all the time, too. So that sounds very cool. And and we will we will put links out there on um, uh, on our show page so that uh, we, I know we're throwing out a lot of sites and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. So we'll you know, you can you'll be able I, to link to these things. I know there's more than 10 there. I, oh, <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you're blowing our mind, man, because I don't know about you, Gary, but you know the last uh, edition of Life magazine that I got did not have any of this stuff in it. <laughs> I don't know about you, but anyway, uh, you know, we're, that's why we love to talk with Todd. Because I look he, forward to this he, every year. He expands our brains and scares the hell out of us well, at the same time. Say, that's exactly <laughs> right. I'm listening. I'm just overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah. In a positive way. <sighs> Todd. Anyway, you're 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 always a few steps ahead of us, which what we which is what we love and appreciate about you. So that's why we want. That's why we will have you continue to come back, if you will. So well, hopefully next year, you know, an AI isn't replacing me or or us. <laughs> that's, that's right. right. Or, or maybe I can. Yeah, I mean, I can. We can work that out. Okay. <laughs> Three well, AIs talking to each other. All right. Well, look. Yeah, you know, we always like uh, you know to, on a lighter note. We like to always have our lightning round. Are you up for playing our lightning round today? Of course. Okay. Well, this lightning round is sponsored by Otis Day in the Nights. Do you need a band for your event? Otis Day in the Nights great for weddings, bar mitzvahs, and fraternity parties. Cash payments are preferred. Otis Day in the Nights. Check them out on the internet. So, Todd, we've got some quick questions. Give us some quick answers. Don't be overthinking quick. it. Don't don't resort to AI. This has to come directly from you. All right. Question number one. What is your biggest pet peeve? People who complain without a solution. Uh, that's, that's a good one. Uh, number two. Christmas turkey, Christmas ham, or something else? Uh, I, I almost always going to lean to turkey. I'm with you, and there was some controversy in my house this year about that. So anyway, I'm I'm with you on that one. Favorite all time movie? Oh man, Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's a classic, and mm-hmm. and uh, there's another 
uh, Indiana Jones coming out uh, in 2023. So anyway, uh, uh, last question. What topping or toppings do you put on your pizza? Uh, I'm open to anything, but I mean, I'll go with just the classic pepperoni. Okay. That's, that's, that's quite all right. Gary, what do you put on your pizza? I just had it last night. Extra cheese and ground beef. Okay. Straightforward. Safe. Get all as right. much cheese as I can get on my <laughs> All good. Pizza. All right. Todd, I know uh, you also have a podcast that is called The Todd Cast that people can find, I think, on, on all the traditional uh, podcasting platforms. And if people are looking for you in other uh, venues, where can they find you? Well, obviously, they can find me at Bladen Community College's Small Business Center. Um, but if they look up Todd Lydon online, they're going to find me pretty easily. Todd Lydon, L-Y-D-E-N. Yes, sir. All right. Well, Todd, we very much appreciate uh, you joining us today. We appreciate uh, the information that you've put together for us for the last three, four, five years. I don't know how long we've been doing this, but we appreciate it. Uh, well, Thank anytime, you, I can, anytime I can blow your mind, I'll, I'll step. I'll step up. <laughs> Not that hard, but okay. Um, <laughs> we always like to end our podcast by uh, giving a shout out to some small businesses that we have come across in our our respective travels. Todd, do you have anything that uh, you want to give a shout out to? Uh, just last evening, I was able to try. They've been around for a couple of years, but uh, in uh, my next next door county at Fayetteville, there is the Fayetteville Pie Company. Um, they do very nice, both savory and sweet pies. Savory and, uh, and sweet. All right. Yeah, and uh, it's in my nice. wheelhouse. Do I do I have to come there to get them, or will they send one to me? I don't know if they send or not. I've, I see people requesting them all the time, but they go. They do. They do travel. They have a uh, a little uh, converted school bus for their food truck, so they do travel. I guess so. Okay. Maybe maybe you can convince them to make that trip. All right. Well, I'm going to look them up. So that sounds good. I'm always up for some pie. I appreciate that. So, mm-hmm. Gary, do you have a small business to well, share? Well, you know I do. And this month. Uh, Spotlight's going to be on Jazzy's Cheesecake, which is right up my uh, alley are, with food, are, Yeah, we're, we're supposed to be dieting a bit once we get to your Jazzy's Cheesecake. We will <laughs> a little bit later in the year. Okay. Uh, yeah, I discovered it over the Christmas holidays while Tammy and I were shopping, of course. And, you know, as I said, I'm always looking for th- uh, small businesses or unique ideas as we're doing our shopping travels. And we were shopping in the Charlotte, Huntersville, and Cornelius areas and I saw this place and of course I stopped by to see if it might be something that I would like and cheesecake I do like. It's a very pretty store decorated in pink which obviously caught my eye. I started taking pictures and the manager came over and said who are you and what are you doing? <laughs> which started the conversation. I told him we had a podcast that we like to spotlight small businesses and then she was very nice from the very okay. beginning uh-huh. and she was even more excited when i told her we were going to spotlight her you get the entrepreneur exchange bump so that's yeah, that's that's great exactly all and right so we now have a new listener uh kendra and as she was talking uh, they have three stores and they opened their third store right next to unc charlotte i told her we had just started a hospitality academy and she talked about they have an intern from Johnson and Wales. Mm. So we started talking about that. So we're going to see if there might be an opportunity for one of our students to be an internship with them. It's a family-focused business. Owner is Jerry Brown Simmons, and she named the business after her uncle who had a very positive impact on her life. So it's a very good story, focused on the community, focused on quality, and focused 
on the 75 different flavors of cheesecake. I don't know how that could be, but it's going to take me at least a month to find out yeah, how good they are. It's going to take work. That, exactly. But, you know, and it's a good chance for us to take a field trip. Well, if there's and then cheese, get sick. Yeah, well, we can go to Fayetteville for pies. We go to Charlotte for cheesecake. It's all good. Yeah. Then we will be having to work on that exercise. <laughs> all right. How about you? I'm, I'm I'm also having to work on the exercise. But I I came across a small business that that uh, I think that you will both enjoy and appreciate. Very unique. Uh, and you're going to think it's not real, but it's real. Okay. <laughs> so. Read an article in the Washington Post. Uh, you know, some people are just not good at standing up in the system, or they, you know, they get you get on. You're you're calling customer service. You get on the phone, and you're they put you on hold for five minutes, ten minutes, whatever it is, um, and you get frustrated. You give up. Um, so there are two people in Pittsburgh, uh, Chris Grimm and Fallon Zeka. They are launching a small business to revolutionize the way people complain. They've started a business called Karens for Hire to serve as advocates for customers who have been abused by big companies. They'll complain for you. They'll write and send letters to fight for your case. They'll get on social media to share information to hopefully con- to, to get uh, businesses to do the right things. There was an article uh, written by Steve Hendricks in the Washington Post, some examples of cases that they're working on, a Massachusetts dressmaker being stiffed by a celebrity chef who wore her creation at a gala and then refused to return it or pay for it, a woman trying to end her 4500 deal with a matchmaker service called It's Just Lunch after she asked for a man who loved hiking and was matched instead with a man who mostly wanted to try on women's shoes, The low-income tenant in Memphis, a single mother on disability being pushed out of her apartment in an apparent violation of rental laws. And in that case, they provide the woman with a pro bono tutorial and federal tenant protections and how to enlist of housing and urban development. Uh, They helped a New Jersey woman draft a letter to the Kia dealership that was refusing to replace her engine when she bought a lemon. Average fees around $65. So, you know... Maybe if you, if you got abused by Southwest Airlines recently and uh, <laughs> don't feel like you're getting what you could, you could go to karensforhire.com. Uh, it's karensforhire.com. Check them out. Uh, they're on the Internet as well, but they're legit. So check it out. Very cool. So if any of our listeners, if you have a suggestion for the Entrepreneur Exchange Small Business of the Month, you can email them to us at eexchange at themesh.tv. And if we use her, your your suggestion, we'll send you a little bit of a prize pack that we've got here. We want to thank Todd Lydon for joining us. Todd, it's always a pleasure. Thank you for having me again. Thank you. We want to thank the uh, Mesh Podcast Network. If you go to the mesh.tv, you'll be able to see the whole uh, network of podcasts they've got going on and a lot of interesting stuff going on out there. We want to wish everybody a happy holidays and happy new year and uh, good luck. Good luck in 2023. Hopefully the robots will not have replaced us by the end of the year. Everyone be safe out there. We look forward to talking to you next month. Take care. You've been listening to The Mesh. 
an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.